Chapter 27 of Dawn of the Morning. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Patty T. Charles and Dan had stayed in Albany several days, questioning coach drivers and making inquiries at all the inns, but no one seemed to remember Dawn. It happened that the driver with whom she had left Albany had broken his leg the very day after, so he was not there to be questioned. Heartsick and despairing, the two young men did not know what to do. Even Rags was dejected and whined at having to leave the boat. Somehow he seemed to think it would bring them to her if they but stayed by it long enough. He was for going back to New York when the boat went, and told the others so with a wise bark. But they heeded him not. He went about snuffing helplessly and spent much time with his nose in his paws, one sad, blinking eye open to a disappointing world. They reached the Winthrop home a few hours before Mrs. Van Rensselaer's letter arrived. It was Betty who brought the strange, scrawled letter to Charles, and she wore an anxious look. She had half-hesitated whether she would not keep it till morning. He looked so tired and worn. These were troublous times, and no one knew at night but that his dearest friend might be dead by morning. Betty would have spared her brother if she had dared. Charles noticed the postmark and tore the envelope open quickly, some premonition quickening his heartbeats. Dawn is here. He read the significant words, then repeated them aloud, his voice containing a solemn ring of wonder and joy. Could it be true? Betty, tell the boy to saddle two horses and have them ready at once. Dan, you'll go with me, of course. No, I've no time for supper. Well, just a cup of hot broth. Or, stay, put some in a bottle, and I'll take it with me. I might need it on the way. Are you ready, Dan? Tell father, Betty. I'll be downstairs in just a minute. They were off almost immediately, for the willing servant had hastened with the horses, and had ready a lantern for their use when the moon should go down. Betty handed each of them a bottle of hot broth tightly sealed to put in their pockets. They rode through the night, silent for the most part, each gravely apprehensive of what might be at the end of the journey. It was a strange, abrupt message Charles had received, and he pondered over and over what its purport might be. Was Don sick or dead? Why had not Mrs. Van Rensselaer told him more? Perhaps before he could reach his wife, she would be gone again as before. With this thought, he hurried his horse. Once he caught a glimpse of a sharp abyss within a few feet of where he passed. One misstep and the journey would have ended. Charles marveled how he was going through unknown dangers without a thought, just because his heart was full of a great purpose. It was in the early morning that they reached the village where the Van Rensselaers lived. Rags was tired and splashed with mud. His tail dragged wearily behind him. His head drooped, and his tongue hung out. He wasn't used to being up all night nor to traveling on foot behind fast horses. He thought his companions must be crazy to come away off here where there was no scent. How could they expect to know what they were doing in the night? Rags wanted a good juicy bone and a rug in a quiet place. As the two young men turned their horses in at the great gate, the sound of the hoofs clattered hollowly and echoed back in the empty place. Rags mounted the steps and sat down, looking disconsolately around. He did not care for this place, fine though it might be. He was dreadfully tired. The front door was open, but he had no desire to investigate. Charles dismounted and went into the house. It struck him as strange that the front door should be open so early in the morning. 
He had noticed the deserted look of this part of the town, and he felt the chill of fear grip his heart. Had the cholera reached her ahead of him? Was it in this town? Even in this house? As Dawn had done, he looked into the empty rooms. Rags got up and limped to the door after him, snuffed around, and then suddenly gave a short, sharp bark and was off with his nose to the ground. He disappeared among the rose bushes down the garden path, and his young master sprang off his horse and hastened after him. End of chapter 27